Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, thanks for joining our podcast this morning. Today we have Tom Finn with us. He is the CEO of Avid Products and someone that we've had the pleasure of partnering with over the years. Today we're going to chat all about his company journey as they underwent digital transformation. We'll talk about tough decisions he had to make, technologies that help improve their workflows, and even having to go remote as the onset of COVID hit. Tell us about Avid. What is your company? Who do you serve? And what makes your company so special? Well, thank you for having me today, Melissa. Avid is a small employee-owned provider of audio products. And by that, I mean headsets and headphones, earbuds. We're based in Rhode Island and informed by our nearly 70-year history of designing and providing sound and instructional devices. In fact, Avid AVID stands for Audio Visual Instructional Devices. Our primary market today is education, specifically K through 12, and we also serve customers in healthcare, hospitality, and travel sectors. Can you tell us about why you decided to take that job in the first place with Avid? Oh, sure. And and I can share with you also that 18 months in, I considered this the most amazing job I've had in what has really been a very long career. When I was first introduced to the board and the company back in 2019, I was impressed by Avid's long history of innovating and providing customer solutions across a broad spectrum of environments. And it's amazing employee ownership culture, which is rooted in the commitment to enhance life's experiences. We'll talk about that some more. And, and when I refer to experiences, I refer to those of our customers, but also our community or communities and for our employee owners. In that pre-COVID time, it was, it was really, you know, a totally different world then as I was looking at the company and, and coming in. I was attracted by the opportunity to serve as Avid's leader, to envision with the team and the board what the company had the potential to become and to enable that vision to become a reality. I was looking to take some clay that was rich with potential and help mold it into what it had the potential to become. I love that. And can you tell us, as you dug into the business, with your position as CEO, what were some of the challenges that you were most interested in addressing? Uh, I, you know, when I when I started, I didn't start with an agenda of specific things to do, other than, and I'm I'm really grateful that the board and the team were very very patient with me and supportive as I onboarded. Experience has taught me to first observe, which enables a perspective as to you know why and where and how and when. I could contribute as a leader. After the first three months or so of what I considered my immersion, really just getting in and absorbing, what is this company, what do they do, how do they do, who are the people, uh, it was apparent that our first priorities were to revisit and redefine the company's purpose and focus. After nearly a decade of diversifying from what had been a primarily airlines-focused company to one that had served was serving hotels, dialysis clinics in the healthcare sector, schools, 
we had a broad range of audio and comfort solutions. By that, I mean the amenity kits, eye masks, uh, pillow covers. It was important for us to reassess our why, and then from that, the what. From that came our renewed clarity of purpose. You know, when I got here, the website hadn't been touched in a long, long time, and I tasked my head of marketing to uh, refresh it. Well, it became something much more than that. It actually framed a conversation with the entire employee ownership team as to who we are and what we do. And and from that, the what I call it renewed clarity. I think it's always been there, but sometimes just to bring focus to it and restate it uh, gives it new life. And, and that purpose is to enhance life's experiences. When we looked at what we were doing in the airlines and the healthcare and the hospitality and in education, somehow or other, we were enhancing the lives of those people who were using our product whether it was for comfort in the dialysis uh, chair or connecting in the classroom or spending a few hours more comfortably on an airplane seat. And from that, why, if you will, our renewed focus on being a product and solution company rather than a sourcing or distribution company as had resulted from the diversification of the prior few years. I think the thing that led from that was, well, we were serving perhaps too many customers, too many products. You know, the diversification was very effective and successful to de-risk a sole dependency on airline, but we were doing so many things, we weren't doing anything specifically with focus. So that led to, you know, the market focus and the product portfolio. And then lastly, and I think this is where Infused and the team really came in and resonated with what we were up to, it was quite evident that Avid's operating system, I use that in a loosest uh, context. The, the business processes and information systems presented a very significant opportunity for development. Yeah, absolutely. Even here at Infuse Innovations, we can really relate to trying to figure out that North Star, especially as you're going through marketing and website and all of that. And it really puts things into perspective of, okay, <laughs> where are we headed? What do, where do we want to be headed? Now that we're talking about our partnership together, can you talk to us a little bit about your partnership with us, Infused Innovations, how exactly it started, where it's come, and maybe where you see it going as well? Oh, sure. Jeff and Infused have been around Avid for much longer than I have, and they've, they've been a valued partner for many years. I recall my introductory meeting, so you know, picture this new guy in the company one month or two months, whatever it was, doing the rounds of meeting partners. I met Jeff and Phil, and in that session, it was quite apparent to me that the capabilities of Infused were much greater than what Avid had historically leveraged. The virtual CIO, CTO concept became a thought seed for what later grew from you know, the continued conversations and thus the work that we've now been doing for the last year, almost 18 months with, with the team. You know, we had been experimenting. There were several pieces that kind of coalesced. Early in my tenure, you know, we were ex exploring data and analytics. And this is in a company that really hadn't done a whole lot of that historically. Uh, and we found that the toolkit we had and the capabilities we had were, were quite limited. Jeff and team started to help us navigate toward what has become a Microsoft BI enabled incredible utility. Somebody in fact left the company in June and came back a month ago and couldn't believe how much we had evolved in just that one dimension among many. That required some fundamental data model work that we would never have thought of ourselves, but you can't do that without doing the other. And that was a first for Avid and really cornerstone for us. And then when COVID-19 hit, you know, it was over a weekend that we decided, well, we can't keep coming to the office, but absent business 
process and clarity about how the place operated in a matter of two or three days, enabled by Jeff and Joe and team, just getting computers ready, getting VPNs set up for people operating at home. We flipped the switch and stopped coming to the office March of 18th last year. And just the, the human effort of getting us physically ready to do that, but facilitation and guidance to, well, how do we actually operate on Microsoft Teams, which has become a core part of our today and future and vision, not just we did it for COVID, but now it's how, that's how we operate. I don't know that we have to go back to the office. It was, you know, this series of things that all kind of were along this, you know, where are we going as a company in which scenes Jeff and Phil and the Infused team were omnipresent and so critical to it. And then a key moment was when the guys, your uh, Jeff and Phil, suggested an Imagineering conversation. Well, all these pieces are great, but where are we going? By that time, you know, my team and I had more of the runway kind of being defined. Where are we going as a business? And the, the timing, you know, we laid down a conversation that included, well, we've got to get off of the single point of failure dependence on our infrastructure at a server and power here on a Quidnick Island and up into the cloud. What would that take? How would we structure that over some time? It also then led into the conversation of our longtime accounting system really wasn't the toolkit for the future. What would we need to do? And, you know, we, we probably wouldn't have had the courage to invest time when we still weren't sure which way COVID was going. You know, it could have been devastating for the company as it was for so many, but we decided to invest the bandwidth and the capital to replace our old system with Microsoft Business Central D365. And it's the aggregate of these things, all of these things really facilitated by the conversation with the infused partners that has really been so much of our journey over the last 12 plus months. If you could tell us your top solutions that Infused Innovations was able to help you with that you would maybe recommend to other business executives that were just really helpful to your company. In kind of an a la carte way, mm -hmm. right? The business intelligence, Power BI, or Microsoft Teams, or workflow automation, D365, including the CRM. So let's say those are the components. But I, if I raised it up a level, we're committed to building an invincible company. And by that, I'm really referring to something that has a long time horizon in front of it, is adaptable and scalable. And, you know, what is that going to take? And we really believe a core tenet of that is business model as a competitive advantage. Not just our products, but what's the fundamental business model that allows us to and enables us to really execute that? And the Infuse team, have, they have and they will continue to provide thought leadership as well as in the trenches support as we build what's now becoming our digitally transformed and enabled operating system. It's not just the IT, but it's the way in which we conduct business. So I think it's that operating system framework that's so important and, and that enables the characteristics of cloud-based, secure, scalable, sustainable, right? Those are the business intentions, if you will, that we are now providing the foundations or building and implement the, the foundations, none of which we would have been able to do, even envisioned without infused innovation. What would you tell other leaders now that you've been going through your own journey of digital transformation? What would you tell other leaders and what that could do for their organization? I don't start from the premise that digital transformation is an objective or a project referenced here this afternoon. You know, I, I would frame the conversation in the context of business model and the consideration of what people, process, and tools will enable 
that's scalable, sustainable, adaptable, invincible enterprise, no matter what a particular company's business is. Things that we're doing in the digital and information space are not things we're doing to our business, rather they're integral components of this operating system that we envision, plan for, and are actually now investing and implementing in the company. So, you know, I would advise or offer the perspective, don't consider digital transformation just because everybody's talking about it. Consider it as an integral, invaluable, can't do it without tool, part of the business model that a leader or leaders are contemplating for their business. Right. I read something along the sort of, um, it said 70% of businesses, if they don't transition into some sort of digital transformation at some point soon, 70% of businesses will fail. Um, And I just thought that was so fascinating. And, you know, we're moving into this era where everything is data, digital. It's important to be ahead of that. I would add, you know, to describing that, something came to mind. And and someone told me a long time ago, a business is really comprised of three basic flows. The product flow, and product could be a physical product or a a non-tangible product. The capital or financial flow and the information flow. And in that model, then I think of how critically important what we refer to as digital transformation is. If we're not really thoughtful about what information needs to flow through, into, out of, within, and around an enterprise. I, I can't imagine how we would conduct a business. Otherwise, it's rubber bands and paper clips or pink pieces of paper being walked from one party to another, which is how we were running our business before we went virtual on that fateful March 18th day. Better ways to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So let me ask you this. How important would you say having a great group of employees throughout this transformation is? I, I think it's an absolute requirement. People and culture are invaluable to all that we've discussed. You know, I'm very fortunate to lead and work with an amazing group of employee co-owners here at Avid, each and every one of whom shares our purpose and our long-term commitment to the customers and the communities and to each other. I have not been in an employee-owned company before. I've been in public companies, private companies, venture capital companies. And what I'm going to describe is important to all of them in an employee-owned company because we are creating value in the enterprise. And it's not just value in this quarter, but it's actually value in some future time moment when somebody might be ready to retire. So it presents almost naturally this long-term view. And I think that's been, you know, uh, an asset for me with this team, but I think any leader has the potential to and the responsibility to paint that long-term view. You know, there's a, another piece of it, there's a, a Wharton professor and wonderful uh, thought leader, Adam Grant, who describes how important it is to rethink and relearn, step outside of how we believe things to be and really reconsider and rethink them, and then from that relearn. And the team that, you know, I uh, honor to assume leadership for 18 months ago has been amazing in their openness to and hunger to learn and adapt. You know, those those assets are, uh, you know, invaluable to me as a leader. And none of what we've described, all the toolkit, the information, information, digital transformation wouldn't be what it is without the component of the people. 
Right. You need the commitment and the excitement and the passion and all of that is what sort of drives the ability to get that digital transformation going and moving and accelerating. Yeah. You know, just the binary difference between a scenario in which this is something that's happening to or being imposed on people change compared with, oh my goodness, there are tools available that will allow us to do that. Part of it's how it's presented by the leader, but I think the more important part is how it's received by the team. And it's so much a function of, are they open to rethink and relearn, let go of what they've known for however long and be open to this future. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with an amazing team of people that are the latter in that example. What what have the changes over this past year from the pandemic, from COVID, a lot of businesses being shut down, having to go remote? What have those changes over the past year meant to the future of your organization? Well, I think moments of evolving from what we were to what we are becoming. You know, in some conversations internally, we've used the metamorphosis of the caterpillar to the butterfly. The changes have really been enhanced abilities to do things we either struggled to do before, were so hard we didn't do them, or perhaps never even imagined we could do them. And that has not only accelerated us on a path of embracing the future now rather than some distant moment, we completely changed our portfolio of products, our focus of markets, how we're going to business. It wouldn't have happened without all of the things we've described. In some respects, and I've told the board this, it was kind of a lot easier to lead the evolution because of the environmental trauma of COVID. You know, God forbid it ha- you know, happened, unfortunately, but it also uh, provided a catalyst of we got to change. We got we to really think about the future, not just the past. And the things we've been doing of, of in the operating system of digital transformation have been, you know, amazing accelerants, not only to move us along a path more quickly than we would have left to our own, but to, in fact, define what the path from here is as well, what's possible. Sometimes these disruptions are, like you said, defining moments, I think, in all things, right? And that's not just business. That's our personal life. That's family, um, business. And I think that that stands true. You know, you're in this defining moment. What do you do? (laughs) There are multiple directions you can take. And there's different perspectives. Some executives or people would will go this way and some will go this way. I'm sure that the journey hasn't been easy. So what are some of the challenges that you think other leaders should be aware of in business, but also when considering a digital transformation? You know, I, I think I'll address challenges really from the perspective of what things did we do that facilitated, which probably were a function of challenges, either existing or anticipated. So I leave a primary role and responsibility of any leader is that of storyteller. And particularly as things are as dynamic and changing and threatening and opportunistic as they might be, to uh, invest the time to respect the past, to paint a picture of the future, and to connect those both by acknowledging where we are in the present, as well as the direction in which we're heading. And, you know, that's not a moment in time, do it's done. It's been a constant conversation. You know, me as the leader, here's where I think we're going uh, with the team, their feedback, their insight, making this story theirs, not Tom, the new guy leader's vision, but it's become our story. You know, we wrote it together. And I think that has been uh, an incredible enabler 
within that context, then we can process things that are happening, things we're just trying to decide, do this or do that left or right, as you mentioned. You know, an, another key in any environment, particularly in the circumstances we found ourselves in, with there was so much to decide to do to change or evolve, was to demonstrate how critically important learning and the rethink, relearn, as we mentioned before, if I just told people be open to change and be ready to, that's one thing, but you know, I took it to demonstrate my own openness to learning. So many things I don't know about this company, about its past, about the domains we're in, and even what the future is going to be. And by that, I think I'm, I encouraged folks to uh, recognize uh, that it's not only acceptable, but more importantly, it's desirable for each and every one of us and then us collectively to be open to and hungry to learn. You know, that's 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 really back to that binary. We could lock up, it's happening to us, or, oh my goodness, look at all the stuff that's in front of us that we are experiencing and learning. And then I think the probably the biggest challenge and the thing that I'm most sensitive to as leader is if I think about how much transformation the company's experienced over the last 12 to 18 months and how undefined the path we're on remains to be. And we've used bandwidth during COVID to invest in the foundations of the future, whether it's the digital toolkit that we've talked about or so many other things. You know, I'm amazed at how much the team is doing to the extent that one of my top priorities is just to monitor, be aware of, acknowledge, in some cases govern how much they're trying to do. It's almost like there's so many things we could do. We could try to do everything and everybody would get burned out. You know, so there's there's a responsibility and a key role, particularly in times of change like this, for the leader to be really tuned to the individual and the teams and the, and the collective, you know, the whole group, because we could try to do too many things. Everybody's just so thirsty for change in the future. They will do more than we can do. And some of that's about sequencing. We need to do this piece before we can do that piece. So let's take steps. Or some of it's, yeah, we can do all three of those things. They all make sense, but we don't have the bandwidth to do it. So we'll get there, but let's pace ourselves. You know, I think that's been a, a challenge and also a responsibility for me to steward the team through this. And I'm sure they appreciate you so much for being sensitive to all of those things. That kind of like leads me into this idea of fatigue. And I'm I'm sure that over time when you have a group of employees and you're introducing all of these new ideas and technologies, there could be this sense of fatigue and tiredness of, of change and things like that. So how important is adoption in change management when you're implementing a bunch of new technologies in that organization? In the context of fatigue, we could try to adopt too much for unit time. The converse of that is people would be resistant to adopting right. change, right? I don't have that problem. I've got everybody wants to absorb as much as possible. So in that, in this environment, then key consideration is a really a couple of things. The one I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago in terms of let's be thoughtful about and actually have open conversations with the team. We have all of this in front of us. We can't do all of it. So let's be thoughtful about the what's and the when's. You know, uh, somebody once told me that their role as a leader was like the orchestra conductor who's surrounded by you know, world-class musicians and the music's already been defined. So the only responsibility of the conductor is to define now. 
so that they're all playing on the same sheet of music at the same time. You know, so I think that helping the team, this is the music, this is the orchestra, here's what we're going to do now and now, gives some framework, some expectation. And I think it's also really important to acknowledge and celebrate the milestones and the things we're accomplishing on this path. We'll never be at the end of the path. It's, it's kind of this perpetual thing. So to give folks the comfort of, oh, yes, yeah, so we still have a lot of work to do, but look what we just accomplished, which allows people to take some uh, gratification and sense of progress and then pause and say, OK, let's let's chill for a little bit because it's going to be a lot more of these. And, you know, I think that type of feedback is very, very important to not only fatigue, but also keeping people feeling the sense of progression along a path that we're kind of defining as we go. I love that because digital transformation is a journey, right? It's not a project that ends. It's something that's ongoing. And I think it's important to take the time for those celebrations, you know, turn around at some point and say, look how far we've gone. This is incredible. You know, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and doing this with us. Is there anything about digital transformation or your partnership with Infused Innovations or your journey as an organization that you'd like to share that I didn't ask? Well, you know, uh, thanks again for having me today, Melissa. You know, I think of Jeff and Phil and Erica and Joe and you and the entire Infused Innovations team are really amazing uh, and amazing to work with. You guys provide vision, insight, guidance, support. We consider the Infused team among us, not this you know external group that we work with and are to be integral members of the extended Avid enterprise. We talked about business model and enterprise, and I'm eternally grateful for all that the team do for us and enable us to see in terms of what's possible. And, you know, the risk of being cliche, I consider Infused to be walking by our side and in some ways paving the path ahead of us that we're on. Thank you all for everything you guys do. It was so good having the opportunity to chat with Tom Finn from Avid Products all about his digital transformation, his journey, his partnership with us here at Infused Innovations. If you have any questions or would like to chat with us, please feel free to reach out at info at infusedinnovations.com or feel free to check out our website. See you next time. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.